Wine Monk, Arizona Wine Podcast by Cody Vladimir Burkett. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Cody, the Arizona Wine Monk. I'm here with my friend Kemi Barnella, who is another great big fan of Arizona wine. I forget exactly how the hell we met. I think it was through Instagram or something. I think it was... And then also the dinner with uh, Kim from Decktown Cellars. Yes. So anyway, she is a huge fan of Arizona wine like I am and drinks a lot of it like I do. And she's hanging out here with me today drinking some wine from DA Ranch. Specifically, the Generations, which is a Petite Syrah 2013. 100% of course Verde Valley Fruit. She has not had DA Ranch wine, so that's why we went with this, Other, along with uh, the other legion of options that exist in my cellar that has now been dramatically expanded thanks to the visit to Turkey that I just got back from, which was awesome, but more on that a little later, maybe, perhaps, possibly. Anyway, so, like I said, this is 100% Petite Syrah. Still very tannic, which is why we've actually had this decanting for... What, about half an half hour now? I think probably another half an hour Yeah, might be even better. Yeah, but we're thirsty. Yes. And we've already finished the manicotti, which was delicious. Thank you very much. That's my specialty. It's a good specialty. It's... Gentlemen, she is single, so <laughs> if you want her number, you know to ask me. I will be her screener. <laughs> You're my pimp. <laughs> I, I wouldn't use such crude and vulgar language, but apparently... <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you getting on the nose of this Petite Syrah? I think the dark cherry. kind of getting not a good day for sniffing. I'm also getting sort of like black tea. Like almost an Earl Grey, bergamot, yeah. and black mm-hmm. tea thing going on. Yeah. Something I get in a lot of Arizona Petite Syrah. Mm-hmm. I, I've not had much experience with this grape outside of the state. Simply because Petite Syrah is generally not my go-to. Uh-huh. But you, you've you said it's kind of your one of your go-tos, though. It can be. Yeah. Some of the, not too much Arizona, just in general. Like, a lot of ones that I've kind of really dug have been Petite Syrahs. The Runquist out of Amador County, their Petite Syrah is really, really good. And so that's one that I'll kind of grab from AJ's and uh, get from time to time. And then that Michael David Petit Petit. Okay, yeah. That's the Petit Syrah and Petit Verdot. Um, that would probably I be like the one. most tannic thing ever, just about. Yeah. Just knowing how tannic Petit Verdot is. Yeah, but it's, I think, one of my favorites, non-Arizona. What did you think of uh, Flying Leap's Petit Verdot? Or did you get a I love it. Try? I actually own it. Oh, so do I. I'm um, saving, <laughs> saving my bottle for I all the way. I have not drank it yet because saving it for something special just because I love it so much. I don't want it just to be a, a Tuesday night when I'm at home. Yeah. Open. That was the last one on the tasting yesterday when I was down in Sonoida, and I was very excited it was on the tasting menu, because I think last time I was down there, I wasn't sure if it was or not. I know it's been on the one in Wilcox for yeah. a while, but... Yeah. But I was I was glad to see. I took my aunt down there, and she really enjoyed that one, well, that's too. that's good. So now, where did you guys all go? We started out at Dos Cabezas, and were there pretty much right when they opened and you know had a lovely time there then the next stop was Callahan and hung out with Lisa a while there chatted with her and and the puppy and uh, then went to Flying Leap after that had some lunch I always I like their picnic table in their tasting room Uh, because so I seem to always 
have lunch there every time I go. And then we went to Rune after that. Now, this was your first experience with Rune 2, wasn't it? Yes. Unfortunately, James was not there. James was not there. Um, But it was still a really good time. It was fun. So I'm excited to see, like, what is going to be built there eventually, because right now it's slab. But it was really pretty with, you know, the sail and overlooking. They have, like, a little sail awning kind of a thing overlooking just the mountains. And so it's a really nice location to uh, to have a tasting room and just drink some wine and enjoy their time. And we were listening to jazz and hanging Ooh. out. And so we had a really good time. Were those the only ones you visited or? Yesterday, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think my record for Sonoida was eight, but. Oh, yowzer. That was lots of spitting and uh-huh. having a companion to kind of split the tasting with. Gary went with me, and we ended up at Hops and Vines twice, actually, because it was the place that's open latest, so. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like Sonoida a lot. It's a place that I don't get to nearly enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, here I'm kind of ensconced dramatically in the Verde Valley, and we're actually sitting outside, hoping that it doesn't rain again. Keyword, hoping. I was going to say, there's probably a good 75% chance it will. Yeah. <laughs> as long as around. it doesn't rain while I have the laptop open, everything will be okay. Yeah. <laughs> But you can see the dramatic backdrop. There's a nice storm right behind Sedona. Oh, just the byplay of shadow and light here right now is fantastic. Yeah. Well, living in Phoenix, too, the Sonoida is sometimes a little easy to get to. And then my aunt does live in Tucson, so it's hopefully something I can do even more often than I have. I've gone three times in the past year. Actually, yesterday, I looked on my time hop, and on October 4th of last year, I was down in Sonoida doing wine tasting. Oh, nice. And so it was just kind of nice hilarious. I was like, hey, the exact same date last year, I was doing the same exact thing. So so it was fun. We got to, I did the Rune and Dos Cabezas were the two that I didn't do last year that I was able to add to the places I've been. I'm not there. sure that Rune was open as I don't a think it tasting. Was. No canopy last year at this point but i could be wrong i i don't think it was I think but now you just need to do wilcox next i did yes i did wilcox in april okay for a day um but i do need to go back down there and speaking of things that we were hoping wouldn't happen it's starting yeah. to sprinkle a little oh, bit like 99 percent yeah if it gets any damper than this we're gonna have to move this inside but dramatic pause. Yes, no kidding. Waiting for the lightning. Well, I haven't <laughs> heard any thunder at all today, so. Hopefully not. So anything else are we getting on the nose? On the sky? I can't. I'm not sure. I'm getting a sort of a strong cedar note too. And a pepper. Cedar, black pepper. Black pepper. A little bit of cassis. Current. Ooh, the current. Maybe that's what it was. It was definitely. Instead of the cherry. No, I get cherries too. It's sort of a cherry current thing, at least for me. Kind of like a combo. What's the alcohol content on this? 12.9, that's actually pretty light for a petite Syrah. 
Well, I was actually also helping out with the Petite Syrah DA this year, and it was beautiful, beautiful fruit. <clears throat> Andrew, who's the vineyard manager down there, has done a beautiful job of making sure everything goes smoothly. Oh, that's good. And the harvest went well, and we're moving this inside because we have hit the uh, Godzilla threshold yes. for rain. Oh, we'll keep an eye out. Maybe we'll move it back out there later. It's probably just going to spit for like five minutes, and then <laughs> we get it's settled. It'll be sunny. Sunny again. Uh-huh. But anyway, where was I? Oh, Petite Syrah. Petite Syrah is an interesting grape. It's a hybrid. Well, not hybrid-hybrid. It's a cross between two different varietals. Since I have access to the giant big red book. Is that the Bible of wine? Pretty much, actually. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, it's known in Europe as Durif, D-U-R-I-F. I mean, it's almost extinct in Europe, actually. Um, the California wine industry is really what allowed this grape to survive. Whether you like it or not, it can be good or bad. Um, if I can find the page here. But there's a lot of people growing it in Arizona as well. Um, ah, here we go. Uh, through DNA profiling, Meredith et al. of California established that the vast majority of vines called Petite Syrah in California vineyards were identical to Durif, and Petite Syrah and Durif can be considered synonymous. While Durif apparently knew that Pellerson, which is the one of the mother grapes of this variety, he did not have the identity of the father. The same California researchers have also established by DNA parentage analysis that Durif is most likely a Pellerson and Syrah natural cross that occurred by chance in Durif's nursery. Durif apparently was the guy who first bred it kind of by accident, according to this. Hmm. Um, but yeah, in California, there's... Uh, as of 2008, according to this book, 6,584 acres, um, which is about three times as much land that's planted in, totally in Arizona in terms oh, wow. of grapes, period. In Arizona, this grape is being grown by DA Ranch, which is here what we're drinking. Uh, also, Page Springs Cellars is growing it uh, on House Mountain and their land leased from DA Ranch, interestingly enough. Um, as well as I think there's some estate Petite Syrah. Sonoida Vineyards. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say, of course, Dragoon Mountain Vineyards has some. Michael Pierce has some down at um, Rolling View. I could have sworn there was a couple of other people planting it, but Oh, Pillsbury. Pillsbury's planting it. Or has some. I barrel-tasted um, Callahan's new Petite Syrah that he made uh, last time I was hanging out with him. And uh, that was pretty good, too. Down at the Pillsbury. Yeah, down at the Pillsbury Wine. Winery. Winery. In uh, their little stash back there. Yeah. It's the most unique and innovative space I've I've seen in a lot of ways and works beautifully. It's a little bit cramped down in the in the cellar because of the way it's set up it's using a bunch of old refrigerated trucks. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really cool, really well done. The space is really well managed. It's tight to squeeze in. That's what she said. Sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. I think it's awesome. <laughs> but anyway. You digress. I digress. I think I want to say um there's also some on uh, Albiol Memorial Vineyard, too. 
I don't think Flying Leap is growing any, but I could be wrong. I was just looking because we took a picture at, like, their their estate vineyard, but it was a cab that yeah. they were growing. So. I know they've got Syrah and Tempranillo and Cabernet mm-hmm. Sauvignon on their estate property. Yeah. But I thought maybe on their Wilcox property, but I don't think I don't so. Because I don't think I've ever seen a Petite Syrah in their tasting room. Come to think of it. Yeah, I don't so know if I have either. Hallucinating. I know there's someone else down there that's growing it, but the name, whatever, yeah, escapes me. I'm still a little bit jet lagged from the turkey trip, so, and my allergies are acting up the minute I got back, which is fun. Not really. <laughs> so enough talking about the nose of this wine. Let's drink it. Sounds good. Oh, wow, it's still a wall of tannins mm-hmm. after now 45 minutes. Yeah. Now this is one that could age beautifully for 10, 15 years, no problem. I can tell you that right off the bat. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's good. but It is good. Yeah, you can... You got that. I wish I knew what... I wish I knew what the oaking regimen was on this. Uh, I think this is Hungarian oak, but I could be wrong. French or Hungarian, I feel like. I'm not getting uh, the bourbon notes that I classically associate with American mm-hmm. oak. But I... Again, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. What are you tasting? I don't, definitely not like a neutral or an American. Because there's something there, but I don't know. What other flavors are you getting? Um, I f- Oh, that's where my freaking other... <laughs> Cup is. Hey, it's right there. So I was trying to get Cammie some tea when she arrived as we were kind of getting everything set up. Um, and I could only find one teacup. And it's like, okay. So I had to use my giant Lord of the Rings-themed beer stein that a friend of mine had got me <laughs> years ago for a little cup of tea, which... I felt like a giant. Yeah. <laughs> and as a five-foot-nothing person, it's hard to do sometimes, yeah. feeling like a giant. Well, I'm I'm happy to have <laughs> provided there for you. Or I guess I felt like more like a midget with the mug, but uh, a hobbit. Yeah, but that's on a daily basis. Hobbit sees. Ah, I just spilled wine on my boot. Uh oh. So on the palate for me, there's the cherry and cassis again. Mm-hmm. I'm getting more of that bergamot, sort of Earl Grey tea thing. Lots and lots of tannins. Uh huh. Where did my phone go? I should time the finish of this. Dun, dun, dun. A few other things lurking in there. I need to figure there out what is. they are. I, yeah. I'll let you parse this while I time the finish. Ow. That was my teeth. I was gonna say. There's a lot of little subtle things. So it's, for me, being a novice, harder to pick up, especially with all the tannins kind of... Now, if you guys are looking for a tannin bomb, uh, I highly recommend this one. Yeah. Um, it's going to really work well with a steak. Um, or lamb. Ooh, yeah. Kind of wishing uh, that I had some lamb to go with this right now, done it Turkish style in kebabs. Because that would go really well with this. A 15 second finish, by the way. Um, which is short, but that's pretty normal for Petit Sarah from what I've been reading. And researching. Uh, Petite Syrah is known for having kind of a shorter finish. Okay. It says, it's nothing about the quality of the wine. The wine is 
spectacular. Mm -hmm. As I've mentioned before, I'm not normally a huge fan of Petite Syrah, but this one I really dug, which is why I bought the bottle uh, a while back that the uh, release party for the new whites that they have, the new 2014 Willow White and their Sweet Willow Saval Blanc. Well, they're both Saval Blanc, but one was done as a dessert wine, but... Anyway, I tasted this there while tasting everything else, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I, it would be fun to review this, and so that's where I got it. A fair bit of cherry. Yeah. There's the black currants there, too. It's a little bit of, um, more herbs rather than spices, like bergamot, which I already said, but there's also, like, almost sage, tarragon, maybe a little bit almost of cilantro. Yeah. Yeah, definitely more herby. But like I said, to me, they're all a little subtle, so it's harder. Oh, you know, subtlety is a good thing in a wine, I think. Oh, I, I agree. I, I like my wines to be kind of sort of whisper things to me rather than yell things in my uh -huh. face. Much like I prefer my exes um, <laughs> to be very quiet and friendly rather than loud and obnoxious and, and demand their sandals back. I was going to say, and want their shoes. <laughs> so, my ex, Michelle, she left a pair of sandals here, and she's been hounding me about them ever since I got back two days ago, and at one point actually said, your biggest concern is to get back to Jerome and get my sandals back to me. Oh, Which, you didn't tell me that. Oh, no, I didn't. I'm, I apologize, <laughs> And it's just like, excuse me? Um, not allowed to have fun with my friends or anything first? Or, you know, my family in Phoenix? Yeah. That's what I was doing. So I actually you know, came up a late last night instead of coming back here today in the morning like I had originally planned just to find the sandals and get them addressed and have them mailed off. Ugh. But anyway. Hopefully that'll just be the end. I hope so. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, the whole ending process of this relationship has been ridiculously convoluted and... Yeah. It happens. Girls are crazy. Yeah, I know. But yet I still surround myself with female friends anyway. Well, some of them are good. This is true. Like you. <laughs> She's pointing to herself dramatically over here. It's like, like me. I like to say I'm part girl and part dude because a lot of things that girls worry about I could care less about which is good so yeah I still have my girl moments but not cool. as many as I think normal girls I don't know I'm not having much experience with dating normal girls I can't speak one way or the other <laughs> well I don't have very much experience dating normal girls either uh -huh. Just kidding. Ah. <laughs> yeah I guess I walked right into that one uh. but anyway so that has been annoying me since the return from overseas. And, um, I will eventually be doing probably a podcast slash an actual blog post. By the time this is published, there probably will be an actual blog post on my experiences in Turkey with Turkish wines. And I was really quite pleased with them. They remind me actually a lot of the wines here in Arizona. Really? In terms of flavor pr profile, mm -hmm. tannins, flavor structure, acidity... Um, the climate is very, very similar where mm -hmm. you're growing in Turkey to where you're growing in Arizona. The difference is that no one really seems to be batting an eye on Turkey versus everyone goes, you're growing wines in Arizona? What the hell? But you know, when you have about 3,000 years of experience, uh, you can kind of 
say, yeah, we've been doing this for a while. What of it? Yeah. I also think turkey doesn't have the, I don't know what the right word is, the connotation of just Arizona being just a desert. Yeah. That's it. Like, everyone that is not from here thinks of Arizona as just the desert with saguaros and hot, and that's it. Yeah. And does not get that, you know, Elgin is way cooler than Phoenix, a, you know, hour and a half away, and, you know, Flagstaff and up here is a lot cooler, and snows, and it's just a two-hour drive from Phoenix, and it's... I remember the big snow right on uh, January 1st of last year. The whole town, the whole valley was covered with snow, like a couple of feet worth, and it was glorious. Mm-hmm. Poured myself a bottle of the Decktown Ormdugas into the decanter and set it outside and put the fallout amongst the fallout and drank that most of the day and then pussed around town taking pictures. It was, it was quite nice. Lovely. And that's a wonderful wine, as you can tell by my shirt. Yep. She's wearing her <laughs> Decktown t-shirt. Yes. Um, I am not, mostly because my Decktown t-shirt is still packed. Um, I did bring it with me to Turkey, actually. Did you really? So, Kimberly will be very happy to yeah, hear that. So, my, my Decktown shirt went overseas. It was actually the only Arizona winery t-shirt that went with me overseas. Um, mostly because all my other winery t-shirts have been ruined because I wear them whenever I'm on the crush pad of harvesting. So they get stained and messed up beyond all repair. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, okay, I'm going to have to throw this shirt out. Womp womp. Yep. I tend to wear mostly wine shirts, beer shirts, and running shirts. That's my wardrobe now. It's probably the same with Amanda's, too. Yeah. You and her missed each other by about an hour and a half. I know. When you were guys were both last up here. Yep. Trying to get her in for a podcast, too. Oh, she would be fun. Mm -hmm. Three of us especially would be hysterical. That would be fun. That would be a good one. That would be very much a hide your children, hide your wives. We're coming. We're coming. Uh (laughs) The madness is coming. We would have to find a driver. Yes. (laughs) To take us home. You guys home. Hello. I can just... (laughs) We do it here and then I don't have to worry. (laughs) You don't have to worry. Exactly. Would you like more? I would. Thank you I'm very sorry, much. Your glasses empty. No, that's okay. I was, I was remiss. Thinking of how funny and fun that would be. Thank you. So DA Ranch is actually one of my favorite vineyards in the state. Um, mm-hmm. It's just absolutely beautiful. I forget the total acreage they have, but it's all different acreage and really beautiful tucked away in in Page Springs. And they've got these artesian wells and artesian springs that come out throughout the whole of the property. Mm-hmm. It's also not very packed because. It's more or less invite or um, appointment only. So, But I've been helping them harvest for most of the summer. Yeah. Off and on, which has been great because that's a beautiful vineyard, beautiful fruit, beautiful wines. Mm-hmm. Uh, on site, they're growing Saval Blanc, and they are, to my knowledge, the only vineyard in the state that's growing Saval Blanc. And it could well be the ensemble dark horse for Arizona whites, um, at least as far as the Verde Valley is concerned. Uh, Wilcox and Sonoida may be well too warm for that grape, but it might. I could see it growing very well in Chino, and then up near Williams, too, at uh, Wagon Wheel, whatever they're going to plant there, and I still have no idea. It's neither here nor there. Anyway, everything else they're growing there is red. They had Movedra, but they had to take it out because of Pierce's disease, so they replanted Tempranillo, and it's going to be the second planting of Tempranillo in the Verde Valley. 
the first being up here and in Jerome mm -hmm. at the Judith block from Caduceus. Okay. Probably going to be another two years before their first crop. And I, the rumor I heard is that they're thinking of making a rosé with that first crop. Neither here nor there. Syrah or Shiraz, depending on... I think it is technically an Australian clone of Syrah, so you can call it Shiraz. Just a whole another convoluted set of rules in wine and clones and that sort of thing. Uh, how it works with Syrah Shiraz is, ostensibly, the grape is Syrah, but in Australia they renamed it Shiraz. Now, so usually you can only call it a Shiraz if it's from Australia, mm -hmm. or Tasmania, or South Africa, weirdly enough. Now, that being said, if you use a clone of Shiraz, and this is in fluffy air quotes, that was kind of designed in Australia, or bred in Australia, and plant it, say, here... Because it's from a clone that was originally developed in Australia for Australia, you can call it Shiraz. It gets confusing. Is it almost like the Pinot Grigio, Pinot Gris kind of a thing? Kind of the same idea, although, it, like, although yeah. those are two, you know, they're the identical grape, and it's just like, Pinot Gris is kind of the Italian name, sorry, the French name, Okay. and then Pinot Grigio is kind is of the, the Italian. Italian name for uh -huh. it. Wine is much better than she is. Though I did figure out what grape she is. She's a Norton. Nor That's what you were telling me. Yeah. So Norton is a native varietal to the Americas. No one's really quite sure how it came to be. Mm -hmm. But it is the premier red grape for the Midwest, other than Chamberson. And also Virginia, it's kind of their premier red grape, which ironically enough is where she lives, so it works quite well. But yeah, Norton is very interesting. It's not my favorite, but it could be just that I haven't explored it well enough. Uh, I had one from Kansas that was okay. Uh, well, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. What else are they growing? Okay, so anyway, Sauvage Blanc, Syrah, Petite Syrah, obviously, Tanat. <laughs> yes, their Tanat is the best in the state that I've had so far. I haven't had Kent's um, yet, although Matt and Sarah Wharton were kind enough to bring me a bottle in trade for a one of my bottles of uh, DA Ranch Tanat. Gotcha. Cabernet Sauvignon, they're also growing. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm forgetting one. Maybe not. No, I was trying to, cause I was trying to come up and help har harvest, but just the time never worked. Worked, which I was really bummed about. So hoping next year, yeah, I can. Now, by and large, the harvest is better. almost completely in for everybody. Movedra, Ionico, yeah. and Tanat are kind of usually the last three grapes that are harvested, unless you're doing a dessert, which I think uh, Da Ranch's Saval they've already done their dessert harvest. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if we're still waiting on our two tons of Ionico for passion or not, but yeah. I could be wrong. Which one was James doing this weekend? Um, he was well, doing like a... He was, I think, doing a late press of Maldesia. I think so, yeah. Because he wanted to do a dessert it. Maldesia this okay. year. Okay, that was it. I know Dos Cabezas was getting a... I don't know what grape was coming in, but when I went there yesterday, the uh, tasting room gals said they were having... One of their last uh, trucks of grapes were coming in the back that morning because we were curious why there were so many cars out front and no one in the tasting room when we got there. Dun dun dun. So, so she let us know it was because late harvest was coming in and so people were there in the back working. Nice. But yeah, just didn't really. We're too busy talking about kids. Yeah, I don't have that problem. Mm, good for you. I don't expect to have that problem either, which is good. I'm more or less taking myself off the market again. I know I keep saying that, but 
This time I mean it. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. <laughs> Should we have a wager? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I am down. How are we... What is the wager, and how will we pay off the wager? I don't know. Let's, we, this, this could be fun. Yes. I don't know. we got to think of rules. Who has a significant other first? You would win. Why? I don't know. You Why would win. I win? Because I, I am the biggest dork ever. That I will... I, have you read my blog? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> How are you a bigger dork than me? You've had more dates in the past year. <laughs> yeah, but... It's also because I'm stupid and ask people out repeatedly. Instead hey. of... Yeah. Instead of... You're kind That's of... a good thing. You're more of the passive approach. But you're you're able to do that as well. You can just kind of like I'm lay back and... I'm supposed to just... No, it's the 21st <laughs> fucking century. If you like a uh, guy, you can tell him and ask him out now. It's allowed. I know, and I've done it. But sometimes it's nice. When I am the boss everywhere else in my life, mm -hmm. it is nice to not be the boss when it comes to asking people out and dating. I suppose that's true. That, like, I'm not afraid to ask someone out if I feel like it. And, it, you know, but yet it's just nice to not when I have to be in charge all the time, whether it be work or home or, you know, everything else. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No. <laughs> Sorry. So how are we going to partake of this wager? Oh. It needs to be paid off in wine, obviously. Well, that, yes, is a given. Like, say, two bottles of... Tanat. Tanat. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That might work. Two bottles of Tanat. From anywhere. Like, from anywhere. Because that Runquist Tanat, I just finally opened up my bottle from last year. Ooh. It was fantastic. And you didn't tell me? No. Was I in Turkey? I think so. Damn. You, yeah. You, you opened that purely when you knew I wouldn't be around. Because <laughs> you knew that I would have come running down. I had the evil like wiggle. <laughs> two hours for a glass of Tanat? That seems feasible. <laughs> Yes, yes. Two hours for not glass. That seems worth it. Uh huh. And I do love that vineyard. Um, and so two bottles of Tanat from anywhere in the world. Okay, that are good bottles. Obviously. I'm just making sure. This is, this is the Arizona Wine Month, I guess. Yeah, I, I was gonna was say right. I don't give people bad shit. <laughs> yes. Unless I hate them, <laughs> and even then I wouldn't inflict that. Unless I really, 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 really hated you. Then maybe I'd consider it, but... That would be sad. Yeah. I'm too awesome to hate. I know. <laughs> but we need to figure out the grounds the, for the wager. I know. That's going to be... Because hmm. individual dates shouldn't count. Because no, I agree. That's Anyone can go on a date. Yes. And, you know, it'd be like... Yeah. So it has to be a string of five dates. Ooh, I like it. First person who goes on a string of more than five dates wins two bottles of Tanat from the other person. Okay. Deal. Perfect. Now I'm on a mission to ask boys out. There you go. <laughs> Get yourself some tonight. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll just sit here in Jerome and look pretty. <laughs> hey, you have a great job where you can meet people. I, on the other hand, <laughs> sit in an office with my door closed half the time because mm. I. Well, you could try. Well, on second thought, <laughs> don't try online dating. No. Um, no. 
my understanding from my female friends who have had online profiles is that it's kind of like hell on earth. Yeah, it is. With the I, messages that they get. I've been single long enough where I have tried it, and it's definitely not for me. I would rather pony up to a bar, even by myself, and then talk to everyone around me, and that's just kind of how I am anyway. I'm yeah. not afraid to talk to strangers, obviously, because you were a stranger at one point. Yes, yeah, true. Know? But that's just an easier way to, you know meet just anyone and friends. Yeah. I've met a lot of nice, you know, girlfriends and guy friends just from ponying up to different bars and talking about wine and... <coughs> you should date James Callahan. <coughs> <laughs> that would actually be the most entertaining couple ever. You can edit that out. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I will, maybe I won't. But yeah. I probably will edit that out, actually. <laughs> It's hilarious at the same time. I this don't is care. true. James <laughs> James Callahan right now is just sitting shaking there, his head. shaking his head, going classic wine What the hell? <laughs> I don't even know who she is. <laughs> That's your fault for not being in the tasting room that day, now, isn't it? Yes. That's true. okay. You were pressing Malvasia. I forgive you. Malvasia is pretty darn important. I was gonna say, isn't that the love of your life, white grape? In terms of grapes, it is the love of my life. Though I have dated women who are Malvasias before, and I know that I could never marry one. What is a Malvasia girl? Okay, a great example would be mm-hmm. my ex, Tori. Blonde, very hippie-ish, roller derby. Okay. Very loud, vocal, vociferous, very strongly opinionated. Tattoos. Mm-hmm. Isn't afraid to speak her mind. Okay. A um, little bit hippie-ish. Okay. Can walk around barefoot. Likes good smelling perfumes, likes mm-hmm. to burn incense now and again, mm-hmm. laid back at the same time as well as opinionated. Okay. So it's, I know it sounds like a weird dichotomy, but. No, I get it. I, I can get it. So what kind of grape do you think I am? That's a very good question. I knew you were Not going to, to ask that. Not to put you on that. the spot, but. And I knew you were going to ask that question just before you did. I'm like, shit, I need to think of an answer for well, that. Well, you can, we can go back to it. You can have time to think. I, um, I, it's a white grape. I know that. Sorry. But wait. <laughs> no, it's just that's the. I can't explain it. I uh, know. It's the weirdest synesthesia ever. So, in your head, while you're thinking of what grape I am, do you, in your doing grapes and girls, are most girls white grapes? No. Okay. Not all. Okay. Um, well, the Norton is a red, isn't Norton it? Norton is a red. I have dated, or I should say, I've gone on dates with Syrahs a few times. Okay. I had an ex who was Carignan. Here's the thing and why she's Carignan. Carignan, to me, is a disappointment grape. Sorry, Joe Bouchard. Love you, Joe Bouchard. But to me, Carignan is a disappointment grape. Because everyone says all these great things about Carignan, and every single one I've ever tasted has left me horribly disappointed. For just a 100% one? 100%. Because I love you, Joe Bouchard, and I really do. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorites has Carignan in it from Tumbleweed. Yes, the Wild Willie Cox. Well, that one, and I think Cousin Id has a little bit, too. I thought that was Tanat. It's Tanat, Petit Verdot. I thought it was uh, oh. Cab Franc. Cab... Hold now, on. Now, Hold on. Hold on. Now I could be, now I could right be eating now. my words. Because I have both in my uh, wine fridge at home. Yes, but I have one right here, right now, <gasps> which I am saving to send to my friend Sarah. Okay. Who is a Syrah? Haha! I'm right! 44% Merlot, 22% Cabernet Sauvignon, 31% Petit, Petit Verdot, and then Tanat. Okay. And then 3% yep. Tanat. So it is the Wow Willie Cox. Yep. 
All right. Well, I think there is another blend that he has done that has yes. carry on, but I can't yeah. remember for the life of me what the name is. I just know that those two are usually my favorites, and they're my go-tos, and they're my... Well, yeah, the few Carignans I've had, and I've had four full Carignans. Okay. They've all left me a little bit disappointed. I've never had a full one. I think I've always just had them in blitz. Um, but I think it could be just the ones that I've had, too. And yeah. I, I, I won't give up on Carignan yet, but I will not date that woman ever again. Well, if if Joe would be the one to maybe turn you. Yeah, exactly. I, I, if I, anything. I want... I would, Joe, if you are listening, please comment <laughs> on your favorite Carignan... So that I may track down a bottle and try it. That would be awesome. I would love that very, very much. Or just I want to be convinced of the merits of this grape. I just am so far yet unconvinced. Gotcha. There we go. Um, where was I? Rachel was a white. Uh, she was Albarino. Okay. The girl I had my wonderful, awesome thing with in Turkey. Yes! What is she? Uh, she is a rosé. <gasps> she actually... I. She was the rosé that I drank before we made out, um, which was very interesting. interesting. Rosé made of what, though? Uh, she was Grenache and Kerek Keresi, which okay. is a Turkish varietal. Okay. And I have another friend who is a full-on, the dark version of that grape, too, which is very interesting, that dichotomy. Michelle was Norton. Yeah. Uh, Rachel was Albarino. Sarah of the Wandering Eye was Carignan. Lauren was Muvedra. So she was a red grape. Mm-hmm. Um, no, she wasn't Muvedra. She was Corvina, which amused me because she really likes crows and ravens. And here's a grape that literally Corvina means crow. Huh. Um, my very first ex from from high school, who was another crazy woman, mm-hmm. seemed to have crazy women that follow me around. <laughs> I think you have a problem. I I do. <laughs> I do clearly have I- a problem. I think you're asking out the wrong person. It's because I sometimes will ask out only the people that I know will say yes because I don't like rejection. So I was like, okay, I like this person, but I also know that they will say yes. So well, therefore... no one likes rejection. Yeah. But she was... Uh, she was Muscat of Alexandria in the worst possible form. Annoying, cloyingly sweet, and horrible. Oh. And full of sulfites and would give you a headache. Who else am I forgetting? Oh, Jamie. I always forget Jamie. Aw, oh, poor Jamie. Uh, she, was a, she was a wonderful woman. It just was kind of there and then it She was the normal wasn't. one? She, so she, she is the she only... She is the normal one, so she is forgettable well, because and, there's not the crazy. Yeah, but then we have Rachel, who was also pretty normal but unforgettable, so I don't know. Jamie was... Um, she was a Roan. I'm trying to remember what Roan she was. Mm. I want to say she was Sorrel. Okay. Actually, then we have Caitlin, who is uh, Zinfandel, like your overbearing, overpowering, annoying Lodi Zins that punch Ew. you in the face because she would do that. Um, she punch you in the face? Yes, she would. Oh, and, and everywhere. There was there many reasons why that relationship didn't work out, and the abuse was one of them. Um, yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, it took me two years to break free, but <gasps> I, I made it. Yowzer. Yeah, she had me brainwashed, which you know. Insert joke about marketing from California wineries here about <laughs> Zinfandel. Um, <clears throat> oh, you didn't hear that from me. And suddenly the 10,000 lawsuits start to drop from all the Lodi winemakers. <laughs> no. No, I, I... There is only one winemaker so far that I've encountered where I actually really like Zin from, and that's Rob Hamelman. Okay. The Z was great. The three, Great. 
and they're but they're Arizona. But they're fruit. Arizona fruit, and then yeah. the one or two that I've had from Italy have been okay. Yeah. But most of the ones I've had from California. Mm-hmm. Oh, another great Arizona example: um, Rancho Maria Vineyards did an actual, honest to God, white Zinfandel that I liked because it wasn't super sweet. Because it was they're actually add crap to yeah, it. it to make just, it yeah, it was just yeah, it was just old lady wine. No, it was just. Exactly. They didn't. He didn't add anything to it. It was just like uh-huh. this is how it ended up in the fermentation. It was too sweet to do a rosé, so I called it a white zin and a blush. And it wasn't. Yeah. And it wasn't sickeningly cloyingly sweet. It was just nice, light, delicate. Yeah. Would have been. It was great. I drank it with a friend. Gave. I bought two bottles of it. One for two, one friend. One for another friend mm-hmm. who both like white zins. It's kind of a. Here's a different take on it. Yeah. Um, that's local. Uh-huh. So anyway, yeah, you've heard my Zinfandel rant. Fuck Zinfandel, except from certain people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get that. Mariana was Zinomavro because she was Greek and a little bit sour and bitter. And Zinomavro means sour red. Uh, Mariana is a wonderful person, and but it's just she was definitely Zinomavro, which is not a bad thing. It's one of my ten favorite grapes. Uh-huh. Um, but it just didn't work out. Yeah. Then, yeah, next after that was was Rachel, and then there was Tori, who was the Malvasia, and, I mean, I I don't know if I should technically count Holly or not, but she was No, we the, already asked, because yeah. she's the rosé. She's the rosé. She seems like a very lovely girl. Yeah. She is. Yeah, it's kind of a shame that she's in New Zealand and yeah. traveling around, because I would love to have her stick around here for a bit. But yeah. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. It's the risk when you travel. Yep. Definitely. Um, but anyway, uh, where was I? Before the... What grape you are. Yes. Okay, I have an idea now that my mind has been okay. working through things. All right. You need a book for it, huh? Yes. Because I'm that complex. Yes. <laughs> Is there a jackass grape? Because that would be me. No. <laughs> okay. The in a bo- good way. Jackass in a good way. I just like to goof off and have fun and only be serious when I absolutely need to. Which is kind of what this grape is, uh, if I can find it. It has a funny name, of course. Yes! It's Italian. Yes! It's the main (laughs) grape in Suave. I don't know what that is. It's a a location. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Alright. Oh, okay, yeah. So, when you find, when you go to Total Wine and look for yourself, you're going to want to look for a Suave. Okay. Um... Garganega. Ah, okay. Garganega is an old variety from the Veneto in northeast Italy, first mentioned in the 13th century. Treatise of the Italian agronomist Pietro di Crescenzi is a grape cultivated in the Bologna and Padova regions. Ooh. I have no idea if that's where in Italy your family is from, but that would I be nice. I don't know either, but I am going to take a picture yes. of the page. I don't have any of this in my cellar right now. It was actually one of the first grapes I did in my... Well, started off as a hundred varietals quest, and... Ooh, that's a... Now it's past that, and my next goal is 200. And I haven't tallied up all of the grapes I've had in Turkey um, that were new, mm-hmm. um, but I had at least 10 or 15 new grapes, and some of them I really didn't get to write down any massive details, and it's like, oh, this is, you know, general impressions. Yeah. And then there was others where it's like, okay, I can't really talk about this because this is at the reception dinner for my friends, and oh, this is and that ain't... Naninche, uh, Narinch, I think is how it's pronounced, mm-hmm. or Narinsk slash Emir blend. Okay, that's two new varietals, but okay, I'm going to take brief notes. Like, this is good and light and 
reminiscent of an Arizona Viognier symphony blend. So it actually reminded me a lot of the Do It. From, okay, yeah. From uh, Flying Leap. Uh-huh. So it's a little bit fuller bodied. Okay. That's well, neither here nor there. But anyway, so it's like, okay, these are these are general impressions. Bam, there we go. Yeah. Yes, York Arganega. Okay. I like it. You should. It's a good grape. Good. And already one day back in Jerome and everyone's asking me for time off. No, oh. not time off, but um, <laughs> uh, information for work stuff. Uh, your official day back to work is Wednesday. Wednesday. Was terrified this whole time that I would be in Turkey and get like nosebleeds and be miserable for allergies or something. It was absolutely beautiful. Day after I come back from Arizona, I wake up head all foggy and uh, allergies and I'm just like bitch. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Yep. But anyway, I of course digress as I always do. Yeah. What else are we going to talk about? Um probably wine. Or wine distributing? Wine distributing. Yes. Yes. Can so we talk about that? We can. So there's a squabble going on right now about wineries not being able to ship in bottles for wine clubs because they're over a certain cap. Uh-huh. At least I'm assuming that's the issue you were No, I'm of. talking about the distributors here not really, I think, promoting the Arizona... That is another issue, too. Winery. There, there are two issues, and they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. The only one that really does Arizona wine distribution is Quench, but even then, they aren't as good about it anymore because... From what I've heard, um, when they took the account for the provisioner, they were told that we'll give you this account if you don't take any more accounts from other Arizona vineyards. Oh, really? This is what I've heard. I don't know if it's a true rumor or not. I don't know if it is. I just know that... They all suck at distribution, which is why it's so hard to find... Arizona wines at any supermarket, and and price points, too. Supermarket, or just even stores that do carry it. I have a problem. Here's my issue. Okay. Is I go to Arizona Wine Company a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, like it's my cheers. And Everybody when you knows yes, they do. <laughs> but when you go to the Arizona wine section, half of the shelves are totally bare. Yeah. Of Arizona wine, and I don't know whose fault it is, but it would be nice to go in there and be able to grab some of my favorite when. Chateau Tumbleweed has five different spots that are all bare, you know, to... It would be nice if they were full so I could grab one of those to drink while I was there instead of, you know, whatever they have on tap because it's kind of a B-O-I-O-B kind of a place. Um, So I'm, you know... Then you hear from, you know, some stories or you hear things from distributors' mouths that are not promoting their Arizona... Yeah. Wine people as maybe And, and much sometimes, as they you know, I've run into this issue where a lot of people are still a lot of these distributors are still stuck in the past of Arizona wine. Yeah. Back in the days of uh, that most vile of Arizona wineries. Mm-hmm. It's no longer Arizona. They're getting all their fruit from New Mexico. Sorry, New Mexico. Cocapelli. Yes. Yeah. And so they're all stuck in these days of Cocapelli and that vineyard was horribly managed when it was theirs. Uh, they would harvest everything at the same time. And yeah. this is what I've heard from Corey who Turnbull, who uh-huh. now that vineyard is the Benita Springs, Arizona Stronghold vineyard. Okay. Um, and yeah. now it's managed beautifully, case in point. The worst Arizona white 
in fact, worst Arizona wine I've had, period, was a Gewurztraminer from Coca-Pelli. From Coca-Pelli. Mm-hmm. One of the best Arizona whites I've ever had was a Gewurztraminer from the same vineyard 10 years later Yeah. from Stronghold. Mm-hmm. Which just goes to show you that it's all... And not, I have had that one. That is fantastic. Yeah, the Stronghold Oh, my wine. God. That's really If good. that wine was a woman, I yeah. would probably try yeah. to make out with it and then and I, yeah. it. I do, because I have gone into Arizona wine and said, hey, you know, I would have bought a few bottles of this stuff last time I was in, but they weren't there. So I just drove all the way up to Clarkdale and went to Tumbleweed and bought, you know, bottles on my own. That's what you kind of have to do is just tell them that there's a market. That's the only way that they're going to really learn. Well, yeah. And I go in there a lot of times on my own. And even one time, you know, there was another, like I was sitting at the bar and there was a group of four or six at a table kind of behind me asking the bartender about Arizona wine and he even said well Cammy is knows a lot more about Arizona wine than I do and so called me over and I was like told them my thoughts but I was like but they don't really have any here to like let you try so I would suggest going up to the tasting room instead so you know it's just kind of frustrating that I think also another part of the problem is that Arizona wines are very hard. Um, it's hard to price them in a way that distributors will take them. Yeah. Because it's still a very young industry. The bottles tend to be a little bit pricier mm-hmm. than they would be, say. You know, we have still bills and debts to pay off for yeah. all of our equipment and stuff. California, a lot of them are multi-generational, so they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Or they're not concerned with quality. Uh, yeah. A great example of that would be, you know, three-buck chalk. Yes. They don't concern themselves much with quality, so they don't care. Yeah. They just care that they have a product and can get it out as cheaply and as massive quantities as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just gets frustrating. It, it, it is. I mean, I don't feel that pinch so much because I'm up here and a lot of the wineries are here. And yes. My pinch right now is space because I am completely now out of space. Period. I have no more space for no any new wines, mm-hmm. especially after this trip to Turkey where I brought back 15 bottles. Yeah. Um, well, admittedly, 14 of them were wine. One of them was a bottle of Rocky, mm-hmm. um, which is their version of Ouzo. Oh. Yes. Is it licorice-y, anise-y? Yes. Okay. Um, I, if I drink too much of that, I tend to get flirty, and no one wants that. Gotcha. At least I'm assuming nobody wants that. No offense, no. You're a great friend, though. Cheer, cheer. You see? This is what I have to deal with. I'm everybody's friend. Yes. You already hit the friend zone. I like the friend zone. It's comfortable. It means I don't have to worry about, you know, like, not being myself. <laughs> exactly. Instead of trying to, you know, impress you or some shit. Yeah, don't need to impress me. Thank you. The friend zone is also comfortable because, uh, frankly, it's safe. And... With my past history of relationships, sometimes I prefer safety over romance. Uh Uh-huh. It's just because that's my baggage that I'm carrying around with me, so it goes. Yeah. This wine is opening up quite a bit now. It is. I I think the past 15 minutes or so, it has definitely opened up. Yeah, it's got this now sort of cedar, cinnamon, frankincense smell on the nose now. Intermingling with all the other noses that we were talking about earlier. text what new flavors are you getting on the palate let me take another sip i definitely i do think i even you smell the cinnamon but you kind of taste it too almost like a cocoa i think a hint 
I don't know. We're talking cocoa, like not chocolate, like chocolate or cocoa, like cocoa powder, co- like oh, like hot chocolate powder. Yeah, but without the sweet, like okay, yeah, I, I can totally just see that. A little like bit, like that sort of cacao, yeah, but not the bitterness of cacao. No, but just the flavor, not chocolate, but not you know. The finish has gotten longer too, dramatically. So I'm clocking it at 24 seconds now. Oh wow. So yeah, this wine, once it opens up, is just even better than it is closed. Mm-hmm. I guess there's a joke in there, but I don't know where to find it. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just laugh for you. I like my women like I, I like my wines, decanted for about two hours. <laughs> so they open up. Yeah. <laughs> I like my wines like I like my women. Dry, tannic, decanted for three hours. <laughs> you don't want them dry? That's not good. <laughs> Dry wits. Oh. You (laughs) clearly have a dirtier mind than I do. (laughs) Good lord. I told you I'm part boy. Like, I'm not all girl. Like, in my head. (laughs) That, that's, yeah. This is why you don't have nice things. (laughs) Oh, I could say so much more. If you want to, you can, but it's probably going to be edited out. <laughs> that was just the tip. No. <laughs> oh. Occasionally, sometimes the taste will be like, okay, here's the sip, just to see what it tastes like. Uh-huh. Just... And see if anyone notices. That is and... just the tip of my dirty head. See, I didn't even mean to say that. That now that now Please edit this uh. out. <laughs> I don't know. It is kind of entertaining. <laughs> I may just keep it in for that. I don't care. You can keep it in whatever you want. Well, then. <laughs> it, this is me. Big, big dork and dirty brain. <laughs> so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the 2013 Petite Syrah from DA Ranch. I love their new label design, by the way. It is kind of nice. Um, I have a few, I have one of their bottles over there with the old label from Stage Top. And it's very simple, captures the name, the stars on it. Mm-hmm. And using the brand as part of the logo is just pretty awesome, too, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a damn good wine. Yeah. Of course, every wine that DA does is pretty darn good. I've been pleased with all of them, but I think That's... I mentioned that. Yeah. No, I'm only... excited to finally try them, so thank you for opening yeah, this I, up for I, me. I wanted to... You know, I want you to choose what we're drinking today because you've been helpful a lot. You're kind of my wine mule, too, in yeah, a lot of ways. Yeah, <laughs> uh, She brought me up the uh, Syrah from Lawrence Denham that I was able to review because I don't get Lawrence Denham up here. It's very difficult to acquire, and I, was, I have a bottle of their Grenache, which I was lucky enough to acquire from a Total Wine also, but that's... Uh, but I did do a tasting when I was down in Phoenix just before I left for Turkey, um, was their petite Syrahs on par with this. Those are the two best petite Syrahs, I think, in state right now. Theirs is the best in the south. Yeah. Uh, DA's is definitely the best in the north, in my opinion. Yeah. Probably should bring this to a close. If only because we only have about a glass and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Half, a, half a, glass a glass each. each <laughs> left. And somehow we gotta sober up. Yes. Eh, we'll figure something out. At some out. point. Lots of water. And unlike down in Phoenix, the water here is actually potable. Is it? Yeah. Oh, is it like Flagstaff water? Is it's, it well water? It's spring water. 
It's delicious. Okay. Yeah, it's not like that Phoenix chlorinated swell. No. But I have so a... we were making a joke earlier about decanting water, whether it's something that you could actually do, and Phoenix water would definitely be a water that needs to be decanted for probably about three years before it's drinkable, if even then. Yeah, and somehow <laughs> doing something with it besides just decanting. Yeah, like pouring it out the window and pouring yes. a bottle of bottled water instead. Uh-huh, pretty much. Or pouring it through a filter, I guess, would also work. With bleach and <laughs> whatever else that will maybe not kill you, but, well, bleach will kill you. Yeah. Uh, but they so. definitely put in a lot of chlorine in that water. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Cody Burkett and Cami Barnella hanging out today here in Jerome, drinking the Generations from DA Ranch 2013 Petite Syrah. It is fantastic. Only places where I've seen a bottle for sale other than, uh, I think I saw it at Hidden Track Bottle Shop in Phoenix. I would also check uh, here in Sedona, Vino de Sedona. You can also arrange an appointment with them and do a tasting and, of course, the number is not on the label. That's actually kind of silly. But you can find their website, www.daranch.com. Pretty sure that's their website anyway. Um, call Eden. Be sure to arrange an appointment. It's well worth it. All of their wines are glorious. I've not had a bad wine from there yet. Uh, their winemaker for this wine was Eric Kolomsky, but future vintages are going to be made by Joe Bouchard at Chateau Tumbleweed. And so I'm really looking forward to those future vintages as well. And some of them, uh, of the 2015 vintage, will have been picked by yours truly, which may or may not dissuade you from buying some, <laughs> depending on your opinion of me. And I keep my hands pretty clean, I should let you know. But until next time, this is Cody with special guest Cammy. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Glad to have you here. You need Thanks. to come up more often. I do. Signing off.